Welcome back to the Speak Up Sports podcast with your girl, Anna Lively. This week, we are starting off where we left off last week as I am joined with another amazing commissioner. After talking last week with Commissioner Manfred from the MLB, today I am joined with the Little League International President, CEO, and Commissioner, Steve Keener. We will be talking about how the MLB Little League Classic game started at the Little League World Series, how Little League Baseball and Softball is adapting this year with COVID, and what the future of Little League looks like. I don't want to keep you waiting any longer, so let's head to the interview. Welcome back to the Speak Up Sports podcast. I'm so excited this week to be joined with the Little League World Series president and CEO of International Little League Baseball, Steve Kerner. So thank you so much for joining me today. It's a pleasure, Anna. I'm happy to be with you. So how did you get into the sports world and how did you become the Little League World Series International president and CEO? Well, it's a long story, so I, I'll try not to take a lot of time, but I, I, I did an internship when I was in college at Little League International headquarters in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. And it was shortly after that internship that I actually was offered a full-time professional position with the organization after I graduated from college. So that was 1980. And uh, so I took a, I took a, uh, a job in the public relations department in the summer of 1980. And uh, that's 41 years ago. And uh, so I've, I've been here since then, but that's how I got started. I was very fortunate to be able to do an internship here. And I got to meet a lot of people and get to know them. And fortunately, when they had a job open up, they thought of me and thought maybe I'd be interested in it. Well, that's so cool that you've been in the same organization together there for so many decades. Yeah, it's fun. Um, you know, that's pretty, it's pretty unusual too, because I, you know, I have a lot of friends and people that I went to college with that seem to change professional positions, you know, every few years or every step, you know, that's the, that's more normal. It seems like very rare that you hear people starting somewhere right out of college graduation and they're still there, but uh, very fortunate. It's a great organization and very fortunate to be here. Well, that's great. So what is it like preparing to host eight different teams throughout the world in Williamsport every August. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a sizable undertaking, you know, this year, of course, in 2021, we won't have any international teams here at the little league world series. So we're disappointed about that because that's, we really look forward to seeing our international friends and programs here every year, but some of the preparation that goes into it is we, we work very closely with the state department mm -hmm. who uh, process, because I think five out of the eight regions, usually are require, require uh, entry visas to come into the U.S. to be able to play. So we have to arrange for them to get their U.S. Uh, entry visas to, to come here, which is why their tournaments need to conclude further in advance so that there's ample time to get them to the embassies to be able to do the interviews and get the visas issued. So that's one challenge that we have. The second is uh, transportation. We have to arrange for air transportation for teams like from Japan and mm -hmm. from uh, Curacao or Venezuela or wherever, wherever it may be, Korea. Uh, so we have to make transportation arrangements to, to bring those teams in. So we have to have their visas first and know that we can bring them here and then, then make the transportation. Once we, once we get them to the U.S. and into Williamsport, then it's relatively easy to 
accommodate them. Uh, we have to have interpreters ready. So, that, you know, depending on the countries where they're coming from, we have interpreters that, that help us. Dietary considerations, because, you know, we have to we have to feed everybody for about 10, 10 or 15 days. Mm-hmm. You know, some countries we have to have special uh, menus planned for them. So it's a uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's what makes the Little League World Series, I think, appealing is seeing kids playing from all over the world. But there are some there are some logistical challenges that we have to handle every year in order to do that. Well, thanks for sharing about that. And hopefully you can get back to all the teams from different countries after the pandemic's over. Yeah, we hope so. Well, what's your relationship like with the MLB commissioner, Rob Manfred, and how has it helped that the kids are able to hang out with MLB players now prior for the MLB Little League Classic? You know, I've known Commissioner Manfred for a number of years. I actually knew him before he was commissioner when he worked for the in the commissioner's office. So we've had a pretty good relationship for, for a number of years, but right after he was elected commissioner, mm-hmm. He didn't even take office yet. It was in August of, I think, 2014. His first stop uh, as commissioner-elect was at the Little League World Series in Williamsport. That's awesome. That, we sat together, and he I remember him asking me, what can we do together for Major League Baseball to engage more with youth baseball, specifically Little League baseball? What, what can we do? And we talked about a number of things that we thought might work together. And that's really how the MLB Little League Classic game evolved uh, out of that uh, discussion. So it's, uh, it's been a, a great, you know, their Major League Baseball is doing a lot more to support youth baseball because never really have had someone in the commissioner's office like Rob Manfred, who has been so committed to engaging more from Major League Baseball at the grassroots level of, of, of this game. But that's really what what led to the creation of the MLB Little League Classic. And that's become, I think, uh, you know, just one of the greatest days on the baseball calendar is when the the Major League guys get to come to Williamsport and spend Mm -hmm. with the kids in the Little League World Series. And then that evening, the Little League kids get to go watch the Major League guys play in the in the uh, MLB Little League Classic. So just, you know, it's a full day of uh, Major League Baseball and Little League Baseball celebrating a partnership and that largely responsible for that is, is Rob Manfred and, and, and Rob's interest in, in getting more youth involved in the game. Well, that's great that you and MLB have such a great relationship to bring the youth into baseball. So how is the Little League World Series uh, ha- having to adapt after COVID shut down last summer's tournament? Yeah, we were very disappointed last year that we were not able to have a tournament season. Um, but we kind of anticipated that that might be the case. But what, what we did, anticipating that we would hopefully be back to having the tournament season this year, uh, we actually organized a uh, uh, what we called a Little League Pandemic Advisory Commission. We brought together a, a group of experts from the medical field, from the departments of health field, uh, from the emotional wellness sort of mental health field. Anyway, a group of about nine or 10 people with expertise in these areas on how to structure the, the tournament season that will conclude with the Little League Baseball and Little League Softball World Series this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've uh, they've uh, assisted us with putting together what all the mitigation protocols will need to be. Our folks at uh, 
at Major League Baseball have been very helpful to us with providing the, uh, the, the company called Spectrum Solutions that will provide all of the, the COVID testing for us this year. Uh, we're going to be limiting the number of fans that are going to be able to come and watch the Little League Baseball, Little League Softball World Series tournaments. Uh, I don't know when this will air, Anna, but uh, we'll probably be making some announcements around the last week of July in terms of what, what we're going to do as far as attendance goes. Um, but, you know, one of the things we have to do is be, you know, we want to put on the events so the kids get the great experience of playing in a World Series, but we also want to do it in a safe and as responsible a manner as we can to assure that, uh, you know, we, we limit the exposure because most of the kids will probably not be vaccinated, I would mm -hmm. When, when they uh, start in our regional tournaments and then come to our World Series. There'll be a lot of adults who are vaccinated, but our primary concern is, is, is uh, doing everything we can to minimize the exposure of the, of the kids who are playing in the events. Well, that's so great. And thanks for talking about the plan and how you guys are working super hard to protect all the players that are coming to Williamsport next month. Mm -hmm. Well, what are some things that you would like to see happen in the future for Little League? You know, I get asked that question a lot. Um, you know, one of the things, and I, I'm not sure how we get back to this, but there's been such an evolution of what we would call travel baseball and baseball and sort of these elite type teams, or at least people think they are. Uh, they cost a lot of money for families, for children to participate in. I would really love somehow for parents of children who are little league age to really understand that there's really not a necessity to be playing such a intense level of competitive baseball at mm -hmm. such, such a long duration, uh, that really the value of little league is playing in a community with your friends you go to school with, with the kids you live in the same community with and, and having fun playing that way. There's plenty of time later for that, that more intensified development of playing the game. And I always tell parents this, and I tell coaches this, I, I like, you know, I know you have a younger brother who, who plays. So 10 years from now, honestly, 10 years from now, your brother and your parents and you, you're going to wonder why did we get so worked up or so excited about that nine or 10 year old <laughs> game when it really isn't that important it you know what's really important is having fun learning some skills to develop playing the game and then hopefully if baseball is in or softball is in a, a player's future you know by the time they get into their teenage years that's when they can really start thinking about becoming more you know more focused on that about playing in high school or maybe going on to play college or beyond college professionally if that's their dream there's nothing wrong with pursuing that but I really think that I'd like to see if we could get back to where community-based programs are what are the priority over travel. And I don't know that we can get there. I think that that's gonna take a lot of parents to understand that what I believe to be is better for children at that age than, than all of the trouble. But that's what I'd really like to see happen. Well, that's great. And I'm glad you talked about the importance of making sure to have fun as well. Yeah, if it's not fun, it's not, I mean, why, why would you want to play if it's not fun? I mean, that, that's the, at the end of the day, this isn't work. It, you know, it's not, it's not, uh, 
you know, it's, it's not meant to be a job. It's meant to be fun. And if, and if it's not fun, then what, why are kids going to want to play? Well, to finish off the rest of the interview, we always do something that I call my favorite five questions. So first off, what is your favorite memory as the Little League World Series commissioner and why? Oh, I've had so many great memories over 41 years, but I think what I like best is, is the sportsmanship that, that kids display mm -hmm. among kids that can't even talk to each other because they don't understand each other's language, but they use, you know, the game of baseball, they're on the field. I, I always love it. I see it and I hear people criticize this, but I think it's wonderful. A, a, a player will hit a home run and the third base on the opposing team will give him a high five as he comes down third. That's to me what is the beauty of what this program is intended to be and those are kids that are having fun doing it so that that's what that's my favorite memory that's great so what was your favorite school subject and why oh boy that's a good one i you know it depends at what level of school but i i always i always kind of like to write so i would say english was probably uh, was probably my favorite subject. That may not be true for a lot of people, but I always, always appreciated good writing. So I uh, would say English. Well, I can definitely agree with you about enjoying uh, to write. So what would you tell the younger version of yourself? The younger version of myself. If I could go back and do this over again, I would, uh, I would probably say, try to enjoy things more. Um, you know, I, I feel like I, I've, uh, I've been very committed and, and dedicated to my professional uh, pursuits. You have to, you have to do that. Uh, but if, if I would tell someone, you know, don't, don't forget that there's another part of your life that's just as important. And that's your, your family and your children. And, you know, don't, don't miss those things. And that, so that's what I try to, try to do with all the employees that I have responsibility for is I insist that they take time to go to little league games and go to school plays and concerts and recitals. And those, even if they're during the day, I said that those are, those are really important. Mm -hmm. Don't miss. So I would tell my younger self to learn that lesson as well. I love that. And talking about making sure you enjoy the moments. Mm -hmm. So if you had an off day and you could do anything on it and you could plan your ideal day, how do you think you would spend it? Well, I love to play golf. So I would probably start off with a, a round of golf with four of my, well, three of my friends or people that I could play golf with that I enjoy being with. And I would say I'd probably, uh, probably want to, uh, maybe read uh, a good novel that I'm in the midst of and maybe don't have enough time to really sit down and absorb it. So, you know, read a, read a good book. And then um, I'm, I'm blessed with such a great family that uh, I'd probably, uh, probably say, ideally, I'd like to end my day with, uh, um, you know, taking my wife and daughter and, and, and go out for dinner to a nice restaurant and enjoy hearing about how their ideal day was. So, a little, a little athletic pursuit, some self-improvement in the afternoon and spend an evening with, uh, with my family. Well, that sounds like a fun-filled, enjoyable day. Well, lastly, if people 
described you in one word, what do you think it would be? Oh, that would largely be who you asked. I, I, I would imagine you'd get different, <laughs> different responses. I, I guess, you know, and that's hard because, you know, you're, you're asking, you're asking me to tell you about myself or what I think of myself. So that, that I'm not always real comfortable with that. I'm always, I kind of let other people make those, make those, uh, characterizations of, of, of people or, or of me. What I would hope they would say is, I, I would hope they would say he was kind uh, because I, I really think if people were kinder to each other, there'd be a lot less, uh, lot less problems. Um, and so I, I really do think that it's not hard to be kind to people. Uh, you know, you can be good to people. I, I have to make hard decisions and have to be, you know, make do things that I'd rather not have to do, uh, but that comes with with my my job. Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't think you can ever you can ever underestimate the power of being kind to somebody and and how much good that can do. So I, I would hope they would think that for the most part that's the way I try to be. Well, that's great, and I love that you talked about being kind and how much and how important that is to do. So thank you again so much for jumping on the Speak Up Sports podcast today and talking with me about the Little League World Series. And I look forward to seeing all the teams come to Williamsport next month. Well, well hopefully we will uh, have a chance to uh, see them all. And if, if you're able to be here, I don't know how the, I don't know all the dynamics of how the media is going to be handled uh, at the World Series this year, but if you are here, we'll look forward to seeing you.